Did you know that back in the day, they used to refer to people with disabilities as differently abled? However, the disabled community felt that that term was a little offensive because they weren't differently abled, they were disabled. Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 26 of Tractate Xubis, and we learn that everyone's neshama shines just as brightly. And indeed, if someone has a disability in one area of their body, then they become differently abled and God doubles the power generated to other parts of their body. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with the story. Ehud ben Geira lived during the period of the judges. Those who knew him recognized what an extraordinary individual he was. But many simply dismissed him as a fellow with a disability, due to his right arm being shorter than his left one. In those times, Israel was under the rule of Moab, and life was very difficult. King Eglon would oppress our people and levy unbearable taxes, causing widespread poverty and suffering. In an effort to maintain the king's good graces, one day the leaders decided to send him a special tribute. They chose Ehud, for he was a righteous yet humble man. Ehud set off on his mission, but secretly hid a sword by his right thigh, knowing that he would pass into the inner royal chamber without arousing suspicion and avoiding full inspection. Arriving at the king, he asked that everyone in the court be sent out so that he could deliver a secret message from the children of Israel. The king instructed all his men to leave the room. Once alone with Eglon, Ehud pulled out his sword and thrust it into the king's fleshy body. He then departed hastily, locking the doors behind him and leaving with no one the wiser. Following his courageous act, Israel lived in peace and tranquility for 80 years. Let's look at today's Gemara. Rev. Yehuda quoted Shmuel. There was an incident involving a person who was speaking offhandedly and said, I remember when I was a child and was carried on my father's shoulder when they took me out of school and removed my cloak and immersed me to partake of truma that evening. And Rebbe Chia concluded the story, and my friends distanced themselves from me and would call me Yochanan the Chala'ida. And Rebbe elevated him to priesthood based on his word. Let's analyze the Gemara. Have you ever felt different from everyone around you? Maybe it was when you were a kid. Maybe it's now as an adult. You wish you could just be like everyone else. And yet there's something about you that makes you a little distinct. Think about how Yochanan felt as a kid. He was the strange one. His classmates would call him the Chala'ida. Yochanan and his family ate different food and often you couldn't go over to his house because they had a special diet that they didn't share with outsiders. And yet, it was his peculiarity that ultimately elevated him to the priesthood. That was undoubtedly the case with Ehud ben Geira. As a child, he was probably excluded from ball games. Not only that, but as kids often do, he may have been teased and made fun of because he was different. Ultimately, it was that difference that saved the Israelites from the tyranny of the Moabites. For a number of years, I served as Assistant Chief Examiner for Religious Studies for the Caribbean Examinations Council. I set and marked the high school exam for Jewish Studies. On one occasion, our committee met in Trinidad and Tobago. The Jewish community there is small, but has such wonderful people, and I had the opportunity to meet with them and teach some Torah. As I was readying for my departure from the island, I made my way to the airport gate and noticed that the seats closest to the gate were reserved for those who are differently abled. Curious at this interesting euphemism, 
I later discovered that originally many countries employed the phrase so as to avoid offence. Eventually, however, the disabled community protested that the word caused even greater offence and insisted that they be referred to as disabled. How does Judaism refer to those with physical disabilities? Many heroes of our people were born with disabilities, including the great Talmudic sage Rav Sheshis and Rav Yosef, who were blind. The Aramaic word for blind is sagi nahar, meaning abundance of light. The Kliyakar explains that if a person is physically blind, then the light of his neshama manifests itself in illuminating the mind and his extrasensory perception. Similarly, he suggests that this is the reason that we close our eyes when we recite the Shema. Removing the light from our physical eyes allows us to redirect our perceptive abilities to the mind, granting us greater focus on the words of the prayer. The neshama always shines brightly. The only question is where that divine light is manifested. Tony Melendez is one of the most accomplished guitar players in the world. His amazing talent is that he plays completely with his toes. Born without arms, he begged his parents to let him learn to play, and when they eventually acquiesced, he proved to the world that anything is possible if one puts his mind and feet to it. But how was he able to achieve such wondrous results? Well, as the Kliyakar explains, the Neshama has unbelievable divine power. Ordinarily, it spreads an equal path throughout one's body. But when it's unable to manifest in a certain limb or physical faculty due to a disability, then that power is doubled in a different part of the body. That's why, according to Judaism, the term differently abled is not so far off. Disabled implies that the person is less abled than people born with all their physical faculties intact. But Hashem creates everyone perfect. If an individual lacks in one area, then Hashem gives him even greater power in another. That person is indeed differently abled. And that's why we must be so sensitive toward every person whom we encounter, not just sensitive toward him, as that goes without saying, but sensitive in terms of sensing and appreciating how he shines in ways that we may not recognize at first glance. If we're not seeing it, the disability is in us, not in him. We all have areas of our life where we feel different. Don't ever let that impede your success. On the contrary, just like Ehud, know that you have been granted a divine gift. They might call you names like Chala'ida now, but one day they will bite their tongue as they realize that you have been elevated to priesthood. It's tempting to want to cover up our blemishes and just try to blend in and conform so as to be like everyone else. But Hashem has made you special. Don't ever give up your unique gift. That's what sets you apart and it's your path to greatness. It's time to take pride in your difference and achieve the great things for which the Almighty put you here on this earth. May you embrace your difference and achieve greatness far above and beyond those who fail to appreciate the uniqueness of each of Hashem's children, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. 
Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The transformative daf is published by Mosaic Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicpress.com. Thank you, the transformative daf. Shiru Hashem, Shiru Hashem, Shiru Hashem.